If you didn't get a chance to go to Ireland this year, I have your solution. Stay tuned for a chat from the largest Irish festival in the world, and be sure to click over to the show notes to find an Irish festival near you. Thanks so much for joining me again on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. I'm really excited because I just found out that you can now stream my podcast on Spotify. Yay! That's kind of huge for me. So if you use Spotify for your audio enjoyment, then do check out the Traveling in Ireland podcast there. And as we're talking about music today, it seems like a perfect time to speak with Jeff Kazik. Now, Jeff is the director of the Irish Fest School of Music and archivist for the Ward Music Archives. And this is all up in Milwaukee and completely associated with the largest Irish festival in the world, Milwaukee Irish Fest, which is coming up soon. So Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Jody. I'm I'm excited to talk to you because Irish Fest in Milwaukee, it's it's just it's a great what is it four days starts on a Thursday ends on a Sunday and and it's just a really great festival, especially if you can't make it to Ireland you can you can go and get you know get your Irish on in Milwaukee. Absolutely yeah so the uh, it always runs uh, Thursday evening it's our preview night through Sunday evening, and it's a great way to experience not only uh, fantastic Irish music without going to Ireland, but kind of all aspects of Irish culture. And before Irish Fest kicks off, there's Irish Fest Summer School, which is really a fascinating extension of the Irish, Irish culture, because it's not just music related. That's correct, yeah. So it's a fantastic way for people to dive into uh, immersing themselves into Irish culture and music and language and dance and really kind of digging down and learning more about um, that aspect of their heritage, Um, whether that's one-on-one music classes or uh, diving down into uh, learning Irish knitting. There's kind of uh, a whole array of choices for everybody. There's a lot of choice. I'm really... um always impressed by the variety of classes you have. I know there were there's classes on genealogy this year. So if you are searching for that elusive Irish ancestor, those are really helpful. You have Irish language classes for, you know, beginners and you know, those who speak more fluently. You have music classes of every pretty much every instrument. And like you said, knitting, there's there's just such a wide variety. Yeah, it kind of runs the gamut, and it's, uh, you know, just gives people a, a number of opportunities to kind of learn more about the culture. Um, and like you said, the uh, uh, you know, some of the array of classes is surprising, but it is a good demonstration of how varied uh, the cultural aspect of aspects of Ireland run. 
Right. And I think the thing that I really like about the way you have the classes set up is that you can come up and they're, they're not like a full week of classes for the most part. They're, you know, maybe one or two days. So you could come up and, and take, you know, beginning, beginning Irish language and then do your genealogy class. But it's not, it's not something that's going to be all day, every day for that whole week leading up to Irish Fest. You can really take part in a few and immerse yourself into different aspects of Irish culture. Right, yeah. So our classes, um, you know, some other schools that run throughout the country might be, you know, you, you do the one, uh, say, a, a fiddle class for the full week, and you'd have class from the morning until the evening. Um, the Irish summer school classes are broken up a bit more, so you can kind of uh, dip your toes into different aspects. So um, the fiddle classes are a good example where we have uh, classes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they run for an hour and a half for each class session. So you could take, say, intermediate Irish fiddle in the afternoon with uh, Mick Keneally, um, but then later on that day you could maybe um, take the Shano song class with Mary Jane Lamond um, if that interests you. So it's a way to kind of explore a variety of interests that you might have um, rather than being just committed to, to one thing for all day or for the whole week. I love how you set them up like that. And another really great aspect of these classes is that you have a kid's summer camp going on during these. So you don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, I would love to go, but what am I going to do with the kids? Yeah, and the, this year's summer um, program for the kids is pretty cool because we're having a, it's a young Irish band called Sha Lin, uh, S-E-O-L-I-N-N, coming over and teaching the camp, and they're um, strong advocates for the Irish language, and they're great um, kind of innovators with uh, Irish language songs where they'll take, say, a contemporary song that's on the radio, and then they'll translate it into Irish and then um, perform it with their own twist. And they'll be teaching the kids' camp, and it's kind of an interactive, immersive camp for the kids to learn things like Irish language and singing and body percussion. Um, so it's just kind of a fun way for them to spend the day while maybe the parents would be taking a, an array of cultural classes or um, diving into a tin whistle class with Mary Bergen or something. Oh, that's really fun. I love the the interaction and having a young band from Ireland who has, I mean, they, they really are a band that embraces their culture and doesn't shy away from it, especially the Irish language. You have, I don't know, it's, it's kind of one of those funny things in Ireland where some people are like, ah, oh, just let it go. And, right. and others are fighting for it. So to see a young Irish band really come out and say, no, this is our culture and we need to share it, I think is, is really fabulous. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, just the way that they're able to, um, reinvent it um, into a platform that would connect with people their age as well. So, um, you know, they're a younger band, and they kind of really help connect with their younger audience by taking Irish language and putting it into um, song melodies that they might already know from mm -hmm. the radio um, so that they can find a different way to connect with it. Excellent. Um, and it's yeah, totally cool uh, contemporary music, and not to say that um, other uh, Irish language songs aren't cool, because I really enjoy that as well. 
but it's, it'll be totally fun for the the younger kids between seven and twelve to kind of get this experience with this band and um, learn uh, these different aspects of the music and language with them. That's fun. And another thing that I really like about the uh, the summer school at Irish Fest is that it's not going to really break the bank. Your your classes are so affordable for the people that you are sitting down with. That you're meeting people that you would normally see on a stage or you've seen their name on a product. And the fact that this is the person that's instructing you and you're not paying an arm and a leg to have this experience is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we want to make the classes accessible and affordable. Um, and we know everybody, you know, is looking for whatever ways they can to save money these days. So um, the cultural classes, beginning music classes, uh, are actually only $100 for the three 90-minute um, class periods that they sign up for. Um, the intermediate advanced music classes uh, run $135. Um, again, for those, it's for the three 90-minute class sessions that mm -hmm. people would enroll in. So it's a great value uh, to sit sit down with somebody. Um, they, uh, I think Mary Bergen is a good example, who is uh, right. the person maybe uh, in uh, the tw late 20th century until the early 21st century thought of as like the innovator for the Irish tin whistle. Right. So for $135, you get to learn from her for um, you know, four and a half hours <laughs> a week, which is an amazingly crazy value. <laughs> it really is. I just, I love the whole philosophy behind Irish Fest Summer School. And now that we've got everybody really looking for that, what day does summer school begin? I know it's coming up here in a few weeks. Yeah, it's coming up very quickly. So it starts on Monday, August 13th in the evening. You know, it runs through the afternoon of Friday, August 17th. Excellent. Perfect. And then right, well, obviously the night before summer school ends, Milwaukee Irish Fest begins. And Milwaukee Irish Fest is billed as the largest Irish festival in the world. Is that statistically true or is it just a great tagline? Um, as far as we know, it is specifically true uh, for the Irish festivals, um, especially in North America. So we're running... Um, 17 stages of music, uh, to over 100 performers through the weekend. Uh, it all takes place on the Henry Meyer Festival Grounds in Milwaukee, which is the grounds for uh, Milwaukee Summerfest, mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge... Um, 75 acres. 75 acres. <laughs> 75 acres. It takes, takes a long time to walk from the one end to the other. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where... Uh, if people think that, you know, they can't find something they'll enjoy, all they need to do is come down and check it out one day, and they'll be surprised how much time that they can spend uh, and not see the same thing over and over again. Right. There is just no way to see every band. Even if you're there, there every no. minute, every minute of every day it's open, you cannot see every band that is there. Right. You have to do some serious planning to, to fit it all in over the course of four days. So You do. And you have some really big names in Irish music. You have Gaelic Storm. You have Wee Banjo 3. And, I mean, I remember seeing Fergal and David before Wee Banjo 3 in a little pub in Galway, in uh, Clifton County, Galway. And and they're you know they're massive now. They're huge. They're they're doing an album release, if I'm not mistaken, while they're there. 
Yeah, it'll be part of their uh, their Haven album release tour. Yeah. Um, you have the Red Hot Chili Pipers, who are absolutely amazing live. Just they'll, you know, for, give the pun, they'll blow you away. So you have some massive, massive names, but then you also have some relatively unknown traditional Irish bands from Ireland that are on the smaller stages that if you don't really think about it, you're going to walk by it and you're going to miss something that is phenomenal as well. So it's really hard to choose. Yeah, and I always recommend people to, you know, even if they're there for their favorite bands, like Banjo 3 or Gaelic Storm, you know, come a bit early and check out some of the acts at the smaller stages, like the Village Pub and the Snug. Because mm-hmm. really these are some of the bands that um, – have the potential of becoming the next We Banjo 3 or the next Gaelic Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, if people remember the first year that uh, We Banjo 3 was here, uh, we had them performing in the Village Pub tent mm-hmm. and uh, as part of the Bluegrass Show Celtic Root stage. And uh, people just absolutely fell in love with them and were completely blown away by them. Um, but if we hadn't made the room for a new band to come in and allow them to have an audience, people would have never found them. Make sure to check out some of the new bands because we think you're going to be able to find a new favorite. And pick up their CD and take it home. I think that's one of our favorite things is that when we're in these smaller, the smaller venues there and we're hearing a band that we've never heard of before, we always make sure to buy their CD because these smaller bands you might not find on your iTunes or your Spotify yet because they, right. they really are just that, that new. So it's always, yeah, always fun. Yeah, and they're you know they're um, you know self-producing their CDs, mm-hmm. um, so that that first CD might be something that sells out really quickly. You're not you're not going to be able to get another copy. So it's always good uh, you know plan to pick up a couple discs while you're uh, on the grounds and and take that music home with you as well. Now Irish Fest does something really fun every year with their music. Last year they had a big focus on Dublin Trad Fest. So you had bands in that would be performing then the next January in Dublin. And I know that this year you're focusing on, is it Nova Scotia? Yeah, we are. So what what can people expect from, from that? Um, so this would be uh, actually our fourth Nova Scotia showcase. Okay. So um, they're good partners of ours. Um, so we're bringing in several acts from Nova Scotia that will be featured on the Celtic Root stage. Okay. And some on some of the main stages as well. And so folks that who might not uh, know the connection, so uh, Nova Scotia is a um, Atlantic maritime province in Canada, um, and it was populated by uh, immigrants from Scotland as well as some immigrants from Ireland and um, other cultural influences. And so it has a real strong... Uh, Celtic connection to their music, and there's some just phenomenal Cape Breton and Nova mm-hmm. Scotia fiddle playing and uh, musicians musicianship in general. And so we're uh, again featuring several of those acts at Irish Fest year uh, this year, as well as some cultural elements. That's great fun. I I just love the variety. A lot of the time when people think about Irish music, they they either think of you two which mm-hmm. is more in the rock genre. Right. But or they'll or they'll think of things like the chieftains or very traditional Irish music and the breadth of Irish music is 
I don't know that you can, I mean, it, it falls in what they call it world, right? World traditional or something like that. If you put it in like a big, a big overhead title on the music charts, but right. it's really hard to say this is Irish music or this is Irish music or this is Irish music because, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And that's something that uh, at the festival, we've always tried to offer that range. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, only committed to maybe, you know, to say the the folk ballad tradition of Irish music, but we'll also have um, traditional musicians, and not only, um, say, very contemporary traditional musicians um, in kind of a bigger band format, but also solo and small group musicians that um, are really kind of rooted in, in the very traditional music communities of Ireland. And then all the way up to kind of more current contemporary rock bands, like this year we have uh, the Coronas, who are mm. um, very big in Ireland, they're mm-hmm. um, you know touring Europe. There, um, there's some uh, people in Ireland. Like we uh, spoke with the folks at uh, the Temple Bar uh, mm-hmm. Tradfest, and they were kind of shocked that we had the Coronas. Mm-hmm. We're like, wow, it's it's hard for us to book them, stop getting them into the festival. <laughs> so That's I think fun. people will really enjoy the the range of styles that we have at Irish Fest this year. Right. So if you think if you think you don't like Irish music, maybe visit and think again, because you'll probably find something that catches your fancy. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, something there for everybody stylistically. And, um, you know, and we have so much even besides the music. So we have the cultural village and we have um, the Irish dance school. So there's there's a lot to take in over the course of the four days. There really is, and that was actually where I was going to go next, is that Irish Fest is more than music, and it has a lot of music. So what else is there that people can can enjoy while they're at Irish Fest? Yeah, there's several different things that uh, folks can check out throughout the day other than just the music, which is another reason to come down a little bit earlier um, rather than just checking out your favorite bands at night. Um, so we have a Celtic canine section where we have uh, various Irish dog breeds that people can uh, can view and pet. Um, we have the cultural village on the south end ends of the grounds, which um, is really made up of uh, several other smaller parts. Um, so we have the pavilion, which is going to have a number of Irish exhibits. Mm-hmm. Um, this year is going to include an exhibit from the Bogside artists from Gary. Oh, uh, there's going to be just a variety of different um, exhibits in there. There's an exhibit on the Irish Wake House, uh, Americans and the Irish in World War One. Then also within the village, we have the theater pavilion, so you can see some mm-hmm. uh, short um, Irish plays. They have the harp stage. Um, we have the head school where you can mm-hmm. uh, catch a bunch of uh, lectures on various either Irish historical or literature topics. Um, we have the literary corner itself where there's uh, various authors from Ireland that come in that mm-hmm. uh, will talk about their books. Um, and we have the genealogy pavilion where so if people want to go in and do some research on their um, Irish ancestry, they can really kind of dig into it uh, in the genealogy pavilion. And then on the other end, because <laughs> there's so much you have you have sport yeah you're right yeah all the sports activities so we have um irish hurling and gaelic football on the other end and the current races on the on the lake yeah, the, 
yeah, Corona races on the lake. And sometimes for even me, like I, you know, I will sit down and, and do an interview like with you and then later think, oh, I should have mentioned this because this is super There's cool. so much. Well, and then you have the food that I know that oh, yeah. you've had uh, um, chefs in from Ireland who do food demonstrations on a big stage. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot to mention. <laughs> Yeah, so this year will be actually a, a tie-in with the Nova Scotia um, showcase. So we have uh, the Kilpit chef, who is Alan Bossy from uh, Nova Scotia, oh, that fun. Be, um, coming in and doing some cooking. So there's there's a lot to take in. It's it's more than you know you can think of. But luckily, the Irish Fest website is very thorough. <laughs> it it is. We try to make it as thorough as we can. <laughs> So there's there's more than we're we're mentioning here, just because there is so much that I mean to mention it all, it would take us a good hour or more to really tell you everything that that you can experience at, at the Irish Festival up in Milwaukee. So do check out it's irishfest.com. So you you guys got the best name, right? Yep, we got it nailed down and. And just as a bit of a heads up to to your listeners, um, towards the end of July, beginning August, we will be releasing a festival app as well. So you'll be able to download that to your smartphone, and then uh, within the app, you'll be able to schedule out a custom schedule. So oh, excellent! Remember so, so will it will it ping you and say, okay, you wanted to see this band now, you should go. It will. Yeah, oh, excellent. Really helpful for me. I, I concur. I concur. I can remember trying to get to four stages within about an hour and a half, and I tell you, my my Fitbit really liked me that day a lot. Yeah, I, I have my uh, fitness tracker going the whole weekend, and it's amazing how many steps I get in. <laughs> but you also need that fitness tracker going because for festival food, I have to say Irish Fest has some great offerings. Yeah, thank you. There's uh, yeah, a wide variety of, of uh, options that we have on the grounds. Um, and this year, if you check out the website, there's a number of options that we have for uh, vegetarians and people oh, that need gluten-free options. Um, so we have uh, a lot of different ways for people to, to experience the culinary side of Ireland, which has really experienced kind of a renaissance the last five to ten mm -hmm. years. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out. Um, many of these food vendors as well as the Celtic Kitchen to kind of yeah. uh, get some ideas for various food preparation. Exactly. And then, because I, I keep thinking of things, you have an entire section devoted to traveling to Ireland. Yes. Yeah, the Travel Ireland section, which is a great way if you're looking for a deal uh, to travel to Ireland. Um, you know, Aer Lingus, the Irish Airlines is always there, and there's mm -hmm. always some sort of uh, deal that goes on throughout the Irish Fest weekend. So if you want a good opportunity to be able to travel abroad, that's a, a good way to find a, um, a good deal. And there's been some really good ones the last uh, six months or so. And, you know, the thing I like about that is each year you'll have different counties coming in and sharing what they have. So County Clare has been there in the past, and that's where you'll find Bunratty Castle and the Cliffs of Moher and Shannon Airport's right there. Um, County Leitrim was there last year, and that's a teeny little county to the northwest of Ireland. But they were there sharing the sites in their county 
which most people don't hit. You have, of course, Kal- or County Cary, where Killarney is, comes in. So I, I like the fact that in that area you don't have tourism companies. You actually have people representing their area of Ireland. So if you are at all interested in learning more about the country, that's the place to go because you're going to meet these lovely Irish people who love where they live, and they just want you to know more about it. Yeah, they're very passionate about their localities, and, you know, they know more than any uh, outside tour guide could possibly know about their uh, home counties. So those are the folks to, you know, befriend and and get ideas from. And and generally that's one of the the great experiences about Irish Fest in general is that, you know, you're just going to meet so many different people and, and make these connections and then, if you're especially looking to travel and you make some friends in Ireland, it, mm-hmm. it makes such a huge difference having a, a very kind of warm, personalized experience. It does. Uh, do to travel there. It does. It's And it's so much fun. So I hope that, you know, in our little chat, we've convinced a few people to, you know, head up to Milwaukee and check out, if not summer school, Irish Fest. So Irish Fest begins on what day? Um, uh, Irish Fest itself begins on Thursday, August 16th, uh, which is our preview night, and then it will run through Sunday, August 19th. Perfect. And Milwaukee, if you haven't been, is a really great town. It's very easy to get around. They have a nice um, public transportation system in the downtown area, so you can stay at one of the downtown hotels, hop on a bus. You won't even have to worry about parking. Yeah, and if, if folks are looking for accommodations, we have a number of hotel packages this year as well. And oh, you can perfect. Access that all from the Irish Fest website. And and before we wrap up, I do have to say uh, it's very family friendly as well. There's a great fun kids area. So if you're if you're worried that you have an Irish, you know, an I a thought of oh, you know, Irish and crazy and things like that, it's a really family friendly festival and. You, you will not regret taking your kids to Irish Fest. Yeah, it's a great way for families to, uh, you know, spend time together. And and it's kind of uh, there for anybody of any age to kind of soak in the, the experience from Irish culture and music. Excellent. Well, Jeff, before I let you go, I always end my podcast with a, a kind of three recommendations. And so today... I was thinking, what would you say are three experiences you really must have at Milwaukee Irish Fest? Three experiences. Um, The first, I would say, is to make sure to check out, at least for a half hour to an hour, the South End Cultural Village. Um, So... Take a stroll down there, and it's not up by the Miller stage or the bigger stages, and it's kind mm-hmm. of isolated. Um, but it's a cool way to, to sample some of the cultural elements of Ireland that we bring in. So we have the cultural pavilion with all the exhibits. We have the Giltock stage, really do mm-hmm. demonstrations for Irish language and song. Um, the archives gallery, which um, I'm part of with the Ward Irish Music Archives, so we'll have an exhibit set up there. And it's kind of a hidden gem in the festival where a lot of people will stay around the music stages and, and not necessarily get down to visit the south end of the cultural village. So that would be experience number one. That's an excellent one. That's a great place where you can really have some wonderful conversations because it is quiet and it is it is a little more missed. So that's an excellent recommendation. 
And if it's a if it's a particularly warm weekend, that that area will be cooler as well, <laughs> right on the lakefront. <laughs> Good tip. All right, second experience. Uh, second experience uh, for the families, I would say definitely check out the children's area. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, just a number of activities for kids, um, and, and I think people will be surprised to see uh, the amount of kind of cool interactions that that mm-hmm. kids get to have. Uh, with Irish Fest. I think this year on Sunday they're doing a craft section where uh, kids will make kind of a, a pogo stick uh, horse and they're going to have their own horse race. Oh, that's fun. That's also a really nice shaded area, which I think is great. <laughs> yep, exactly. So it's a little bit shaded, secluded. So if you're looking to get out of the sun, if it's a little warm, that's a good one as well. All right. And the last tip. The last one I would uh, recommend people stick around until Sunday evening for the scattering. Our, our last hurrah of the festival, we bring up uh, the majority of, of the performers of the festival get on stage at the same time, and uh, traditional musicians blast through a bunch of tunes, and we have some dancing, and then uh, the singers uh, sing some classic Irish folk songs in a sing-along style. And it's our kind of way of um, saying goodbye to the festival year. And then as you go out the main gates after the evening wraps up, you're going to be greeted by um, all of our super hardworking volunteers that are going to thank you for coming to the festival. And it's really just kind of a really beautiful, warm moment um, and a way to kind of close out another year. Oh, gosh. And it's it's overwhelming to see all of these musicians on that stage and to hear them all playing together. It's yeah, you almost want to think it's a, it would be a cacophony of sound, and it all comes together in a way that it's almost, I mean, almost brings tears to your eyes, because it yeah, feels I, like a big hug. Yeah, I actually get kind of emotional just thinking about it right now, so it is, uh, it is just kind of a way for everyone to come together and, and enjoy the moment and enjoy uh, what happened during the weekend uh, until we do it all again the following year. Oh, gosh. Oh, now I, I need to make a way to get up there. My girls have volleyball and stuff that week, and it's like, oh, how can I fit it in? So, yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I know that you guys are really, really busy getting everything ready for summer school and then the big weekend, and I'm I'm really excited to be able to share this with my listeners, and hopefully some of them will get up there and experience Ireland in Milwaukee. Yeah, we'd love to have them, and we'd love to be able to say hi. So, uh, you know, we hope to see you in Milwaukee in a few weeks. I'm really excited to let you know that I will be at Milwaukee Irish Fest this year. So if you are planning to go, be sure to drop me a note, and maybe we can meet for a pint. As always, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, if you like what you hear on the Traveling in Ireland podcast, please leave a five-star review on the podcast host of your choice. Slangafol.